You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Making of a Marketer, the podcast that takes you around the world of marketing one topic at a time. Hosted by digital marketing consultants Jess Nickerson and Andy Pondillo. We welcome you to join the conversation. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Now here are your hosts, Jess and Andy. We are back on the making of a marketer. Welcome to this fine Thursday, Jess Nickerson, Andy Pondillo, our guest today, Jay Rothell from Noodle, a senior paid social specialist. We are very happy to have Jay on today, and we are talking some more omni-channel marketing, Jess, one of our favorite buzzwords. I know you hear it at conferences. I hear it. We're going to take it a little step further. We're going to get some personality here. We're going a little bit past the X's and O's. Like, you know, we're going to make this fun, Jess, as always. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Can't wait. So with that, Jay, I am very excited to welcome you today. We have, you know, briefly worked together in the past and your experience at Noodle. We both, what I find real exciting about today's conversation is we find out more and more. We both have a lot of similarities in our background, uh, we got some broadcast, we got some agency background, we got some OG social media um, status in our background working in the paid. So I'm real excited to pick your brain on a, a multitude of topics. But, you know, first off, like, you know, let, let's just cut straight to the chase. You live in Hawaii, like, you know, we're all jealous. You know, what, what's going on over there? What's the weather like? What's the vibe like today? You know what? Uh, not very sunny right now. I mean, it's still like 87 degrees and give it an hour, probably pop up sunny again. Uh, why is that bad, y'all? Not going to lie. Uh, I don't go to the beach every single day because I tried that a few times. I got sand in my laptop and it sucks to get it out. So I learned that the hard way. But I'm over here living the dream, trying the best I can, you know. Why? What? You can't be mad, right? So I've only been once, and that was in 2021. So there's two things I remember about it. First, it was one of the most amazing vacations I've ever been on. So again, very jealous. The other thing coming from Eastern time zone, I felt like I got hit by a sledgehammer after the six-hour time difference. It was literally the last day. I was like, cool, I'm on Hawaii time. And then I flew back, <laughs> and I got hit by a sledgehammer again. So that's that's the tricky part. But once you're there, you're there, and you make oh, most yeah. Well, there's some some East Coast meetings that I have that are early. Let's just say that. Yes, yep. early clock is six a.m. for yeah. you. Those are usually camera off meetings. Like, I'll just... yes, no, I don't <laughs> blame you. They want it. But let's kick it off with the question. So we'll get into your background as we work through this interview, Jay. Mm -hmm. So Jay is, you know, works with Noodle, who is a higher education partner. Uh, you provide strategy to get schools, online schools to, you know, get the best out of their LinkedIn and just paid digital marketing when it comes mm -hmm. to not only getting leads, enrollments, applications, everything mm -hmm. in between. A lot of creativity in play because you're working with a multitude of clients. And our first question we always ask our guests is, when you get stuck creatively, what is your personal strategy to get unstuck creatively? So you ask a question to everybody? All right, I'm going to give you a paid ads person's uh, answer. I don't do Photoshop. I don't do Canva. But what I do do, I will go to the Facebook ads library, spy on my competitors. And there's an image that's been running for a really long time. And I know that one's probably working. So I'm like, still from that one. And I do the same thing on LinkedIn. Like, I'm not trying to recreate the wheel. If I see ads that are working on other platforms, other competitors are doing, 
just borrow from here and there and there you go. So uh, that's the best way I think of creativity, but you know, I don't draw. If you count with the, if you count with the kids and stuff, that's as far as I go. But uh, yeah, I just swipe things. <laughs> so tell, tell us about that because I know what Facebook ads library is, but I don't feel like everybody does. Like I ran, ah. uh, I'll admit, I was doing Facebook marketing for years before somebody oh. told me what that was. And I'm like, why did no one ever tell me this existed? Yeah, me too. It took me a while. I don't know. I think I found it through like a, a podcast or something like that. So Facebook, Facebook ads library, let's say you have a competitor and you want to see what the ads are. You go on a, you go on your search, uh, type in Facebook ads library. It'll show you every ad for every business page running ads on Facebook. So gazillion ads. You could pick a category, you can pick an image, you can pick a video, you can go crazy and see what other people are doing. So it's like a rabbit hole of just like all these ads from all these different industries and like which one looks good, which one, you know, it's like they haven't like a lot of engagement. So if you're stuck and you look at your competitors and the longer they have an ad running, that means it's more successful. So look at it that way. If you see person, you see a company the ads are refreshing every single month, I don't know if I would go for that one. But yeah. this ads are run for like six months. Okay, there's a reason for that. So that's how I look at it. Uh, you just see the LinkedIn ads, but you can't see how long they're running, I believe, but you can still see what they're doing. And like, does it make sense? Especially if your ads aren't doing as well. I don't know. Yeah. Just, just no. dip your toes a little bit. <laughs> I, I like that to see how long they've been running. Now, at least a, a new technique, you know, just do you do that at all when you consult for LinkedIn? Do you go and look at Facebook ads uh, a partner's running? I do it sometimes. I admittedly don't do it every time, but I do have some partners I've worked with where they have awesome Facebook creative and I'm like, use this. <laughs> don't make it hard on yourself. Just use this. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I I have done it. I've done it uh, in in the past too at my days at Microsoft, and you know it's been said that the, some of the best creative ideas are are borrowed. So it's it, it it's actually a great technique uh, to better understand like what what is resonating if you're if you're again putting your customer first and trying to get that deeper understanding of what they need what is going to help solve their problems and this this is a great tactic wow long as you, long as you don't worry about like long as you don't say i, I see this from i see this happen a lot well i don't like it you don't have to like it it's not yeah. for you and a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of business owners don't understand it. A lot of schools don't understand it. It is yep. not for you. You do not have to like it. It's yep. for them. So that will segue into my next conversation. So I'll take you back to what, maybe 26-year-old Andy? Yeah, somewhat, maybe, maybe somewhere around that range. I was a little bit more adventurous on social media back then. But either way, um, I remember this little site called Instagram popped up. And I was operating Facebook and Twitter. Like we were starting to get pretty good at it in radios for uh, radio stations. And I got asked about Instagram. Andy, what are your thoughts? Is one of my first thoughts is I love Instagram now, but first I was like, I don't really like it that much. I, I literally said that. I also said, I don't know how it's going to break through. I was like, Twitter Facebook are like so dominant. So I don't know how it's going to break through. So that was my biggest mistake. I would say my social media career is not jumping on it fast enough. So before LinkedIn, when I was consulting for other platforms, along with LinkedIn, always put LinkedIn first, of course. Um, but when TikTok came around, I was like, I'm not making this mistake again. I'm like, you know, I don't care if you like it or not. I was like, TikTok's going to take over. As if you get on it quick, you might have a little wet wedge in there. Um, but that leads me into this question. So, Jay, your old school social media, like you take it back to the early 2010s like I do. So, Jess and I... Talk about different that old. old school. None <laughs> of us are that old in social media. Old school. That's a little better. Um, but let's take it back to the early, early days of social media. I like to say 2012 to 2016 is the Wild West. Like we just mm-hmm. we just did things. And then I would say yeah. 27 to 20, 2022, 2017, 2022 range, you get into this paid world. Everything, CPM, CTR, CPL, cost per conversions, cost per you can make it up. Everything is analyzed. 
Something's just starting to change a little bit. Maybe not everywhere, but I feel like we're starting to work our way a little bit past that. So I don't think we're going full Wild West. We're not going to just go back to throwing things out there. But I also think we're getting better with our measurement now. And we're understanding that not everything has to be tracked a thousand percent to dictate success or not success. So where are we now? What era of social media are we headed into? Ooh. I would say this is our last note, but but tracking everything is success. And I had I, I, I just kind of said the other day, attribution is a very flawed idea. And a lot of folks get hung up on that. I, I, attribute everything. It's, it doesn't work so well. Where we are now, I mean, iOS made a big impact a few years ago. And when it comes to Facebook, and I, I hate to say this because I don't like the idea, but Facebook is smarter than all of us not even close so in my professional opinion facebook you gotta let go a little bit you gotta ease up on these these over restrictive targeting and let facebook do its thing um i said it's based off testing so you could have you know targeting going trying your your ideal uh persona i need a broad targeting same messaging and broad work sometimes so this guy is so good. Facebook will take away so much targeting abilities every day. They're taking stuff away. If you don't pay attention to your account, they'll they'll cut some. They'll take away your targeting. Your ad set will stop. You don't even know until you check it. So they are pushing us to let us do all the work, which means your messaging audience are extremely important. Um, and, and then full funnel as well. So yes, there's so many measurements you can take. A lot of them are fluff measure. I call them vanity metrics. Vanity metrics. Someone, someone talked to me the other day. I forgot who it was. I had a fourteen percent click. It's like so. <laughs> and is there, is there more to the story? Um, even when you know cost per lead conversions. Again, what's the bigger picture? We got to look at everything together. So I try to tell people don't look at one thing silo. What's a bigger picture with Facebook, LinkedIn, organic all combined? Um, that's what I, I think. Facebook got to go. LinkedIn. You all are not selling t-shirts. It's going to take a little bit. So lead gen will only get you so far, which a lot of folks don't like to hear, especially businesses and higher. Like, I want leads now. I didn't give you a bunch of crappy leads, but they only go so far. So. And you know this as well as anyone, Jay. Not that you or I would do it. I would always fight against this, but there is a method. There are agencies out there that do this that you can cook leads. Like if you know how to work Facebook in a certain way, there is a way you can cook a lot of leads and get a very low CPL if you know how to do it. And it's usually goes, it goes with your targeting parameters and how broad you want to go with it. Broad is good. There's a way you can make it very broad and you just get a bunch of leads that may not be real people. Oh yeah. You get, but sooner or later, you you have to answer to those. If, if the client, are, is paying attention. Yep. So they're like, oh, these are really good, but then wait, I'm not closing anything. And for 100 leads, I've, I've had two meetings on those 100 leads. Yep. That's an issue. You got to pay attention. But, you know, it's also, you got to know what's going on in your own business as well. So you got to know your numbers and things like that. As a business owner, hire, you got to know what numbers you're trying to hit. What am I trying to do? What are my goals? And then you can kind of work backwards a little bit if you're paying attention to Facebook or LinkedIn. If you know what you need, what you're looking for, you're better off. If you're just in the dark, then agency can walk all over, you wouldn't even know. And it happens a lot. It still happens a lot. So so let's take it back a few uh, now and, and let's like reset just on, on you, Jay. Like, who is Jay? You te- you're already like telling us some excellent stuff here, but, but how did you get to where you're at? Paid social media expert. You know, none of us, I guess people go, to, they do go to school for it now, but back in our old yeah. school day, we didn't go to school for be a paid social media expert. It kind of came about. So tell us your story, how you got here, and you know what you're doing now a little bit. Like like all of us, out of necessity. You know, I went to school for web development and HTML and coding and stuff. Uh, turns out I hated it quite a bit. Had an internship out of school, which is basically just coding all day. And I was like, this is the worst thing in my life. And then I found another one at a at an agency, which is one of those agencies that were doing what you're doing, they're kind of on the shady side, but you know, it got it got my it piqued my interest. And from there, it kind of been I've been on this trend ever since. But my first official like marketing job was at a school. Surprise, surprise. It was at a charter school. And that's where I really got to see the inner workings of a school and how they work. 
there's a lot of politics involved with sports I didn't know about at the time and just kind of grew from there and then the way I got in it was all organic before how I got in paid social the second school I worked at they were creating this new program and um this IT vocational program like well we need leads prospects and they were doing you all like old school tv old school radio and it was like the most basic generic ads like you're talking video ads like if you remember Jerry Springer days where you know you turn a commercial and they're like what are you doing get off the couch go to school it's like those type of ads which commercial was really bad so I helped them out with that with paid social with Facebook I've been on that train ever since so that's the short version of how that went um, and I stay in paid social. I don't go too far from there. You don't want to go into the depths of the uh, organic world, do some TikTok dances and... You know what? Every time someone says, or I do organic, I'm like, I'm done this conversation. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's good, but I truly don't care. I want to be in this conversation. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, Jay, please please expand on that. I'm I'm very curious uh, how how that transition went from organic to paid uh-huh. social like what were some of your biggest surprises being in the 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 school industry or the education oh. industry oh yeah well i was hired on to uh to create a website and do sel so we had to pivot fast and i've done some facebook stuff before and you know and so basically how this these schools these charter schools work in other words students are dollars and it's it's about if you don't have enough students and then you get grants from the government. If you don't have enough students, and this is launching a big program that had PR behind it, whatever, all this all this stuff. If they didn't hit this this certain uh, number for enrollment, all the grants go away, a huge mess. So I was like, well, let's just Facebook it. So what, what I did, they had a they had an old school WordPress site, probably older than all of us. It was painful. It's extremely painful. Uh, I just me and the me and the professor got together, sat down. We worked the whole web, web page, basically what's in it for me, what the program holds, what it does, things like that. And just a basic Facebook campaign uh, targeting like a 20 mile radius, focus on people who wanted an informa- uh, IT, information technology. And that was it. That was my first successful Facebook ad campaign. And that was just dumb luck. I was like, yeah, this is going to work. I'll finish share. But it was better than, you know, radio which was doing the wrong radio stations saying the wrong thing and that's why i was like holy crap this stuff is powerful mm-hmm. and that's why i went head in facebook so that's why i i made i just i did all the training that i could find we've all bought courses probably too many of us some were really good some were not uh, i spent a lot of money just trying to really invest in myself trying to learn as much as possible i've done that for a while like i if I see a course worth, you know, I'll, I'll invest in myself. I, I think it's worth it. That's how I got started. I just kept going and it's, and I get stronger every day. Facebook and LinkedIn's a, they're beasts, but you got to keep going. Otherwise you get lost, left behind. So I, I love that story of, you know, it's something too that so many people end up in this social media world of paid social that is like he- really heavily scrutinized. Every metric could be scrutinized that you do. But my introduction into it from organic to paid is I got into um, organic and radio and, and working for different radio stations and working on their digital teams. Um, I parlayed that into going into the agency world where we started to do paid. 2016 was the first time I ever placed a, a paid ad, which is crazy. Like, you just think of how these things change. You know, 2016, um, I'm placing ads. You know, I was an organic and content person for several years before this. But, I mean, I was taking some risks, doing things like April Fool's Day's jokes, having um, burrito eating contests on Facebook Live. You know, we, we were doing crazy stuff. And then it's kind of into this more tailored manner you know, I get to an agency, my client roster, I have engineering, I have IT, I have B2B, I have restaurant, I have all these industries. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and it's like paid. I don't know anything about this. I was good at Facebook. But I think it's something to be said that we often so much forget in these larger tech industries that there's training out there. It's gotten a lot better than what it probably was in 2016. But there's still, I think, a big catch up for all of the large companies to understand that individuals that end up in these roles, they're not doing it with all this education like an engineering degree has. Like you come into engineering, 
you've done all these things. You've done the internships. You've gone to school. You've, you know, you're on the dean's list. You have all these things. You get paid social. It's an important job, but there's a lot of crash coursing that happens. So, you know, that I think it's just a great discussion. But we'll talk about that now. Paid advertising. A lot going on, Jay. Audiences, creative messaging. You know, there's so... I think with every client I've worked with, they all value these differently. Like I talked to one, it's all about the audience. I talked to another, they're very creative centric, but they don't have their persona down. Do you have an order? If you had to order them, like what, where should this go? Like, how should you put your strategy together? Is there one that's more important than the other? You know, how do you explain this to a client? I will die on this, any, on the show any day. There's one that's most important out of all of them. You have the best copywriter in the world. You have the best graphic designer. But you don't know your audience? It doesn't matter. You got to understand your audience. Like, what are we trying to do? Do you really understand their problems? Does your, does whatever you sell, does it solve their problems? Is there like research, you know, validating your, your product? So audience is key. Every, every, it goes audience, messaging, and then creative. So I can get a good audience. Say I know my audience, right? That's wait, great. But I have a copywriter who does SEO. Well, I'm writing a paid ads with Facebook. It's not the same thing. So that fails. So I, I think you have to really, really focus on who you are, what you want to say, how you want to say it, and understand, well, this is not, this is a journey. I do, obviously, we're not selling T-shirts. Nothing that we do is quick hits. Now, we're talking e-commerce Shopify. This is a completely different conversation. Yeah. But for long gen, things that cost money, it takes a while. So when you're high, when I'm trying to, you know, get folks for higher ed universities and colleges, that's a that's a that's a hard decision to make. So you gotta think a lot of schools say, well, our prospects, and I say, no, they're not your prospects, they're human beings. It's a, two very different things. These human beings have their own wants, needs, and desires. How can we tap into that to, to say, hey, maybe this could help you? But people usually look for degrees for various reasons, and they click on the ad based on the messaging. They don't click on the ad that says explore a career options or apply now. That's not what they click on the ad. They have a they have a problem they're trying to solve. Well, they, maybe they don't know how to, they don't know how to problem. But either way, you're trying to message it, resonate with them, click your ad. So you gotta know you gotta know the audience more than anything else. And then build everything else. Foundation. And I know just you see this a lot in the B2B world because I, I can guarantee you. 99.9% of users don't log on to LinkedIn to decide they want to register for a B2B product today. If they are, they're nuts. <laughs> it might be me because I'm studying ad copy or something. But either way, Jess, like, I know that's a big thing for you in your world is that, you know, these potential buyers, they're not even potential buyers yet. We don't know when they'll be potential buyers. So there has to be a real element of trust in these strategies and knowing your audience. I feel like if you don't know who that is and we undo it again in six months, you basically just rebooted everything again every single time you undo that. Yes, absolutely. Like Jay, I could not agree more with this point. I mean, you need to build that trust. And if you don't know your audience, how can you build that trust. So what are some recommendations you make with your clients to to better get to know their audience? I think this is simple, but for some reason there's always, it's always, a, it's always a, a roadblock. If you have a BDB client selling a SaaS product worth $100,000, whatever, who talks to the prospect the most? The me, the CEO, or is it the sales guy? I want to talk to the person who's talked to the person because they have more insight than I do. That goes the same with higher ed. I want to talk to the enrollment person talking to the prospect. I want to talk to the enrollment director. That's a different person. I want to, I want to talk to the person on the ground floor who actually knows where, who knows the, the, the person. So that's, I've got a copy from, you know, sales and like enrollment people just like, I'll just copy and paste because that's, that's what we're looking for. So again, that goes back to knowing your audience. So they've talked to people. They know what's going on. Why am I sitting here trying to write copy in the silo? I don't know what I'm talking about. And they do. So I'm trying to tap into the audience. The audience is, tell, the audience is telling the sales uh, your own person their problems. I'm just going to swipe that, put a yeah, and try to resonate with the audience. That's it's an easy trick for folks to do. Chat GPT is cool, whatever. However, 
chat BC is not a real person. They're not talking to your prospect. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would do. I try to do it every single time if it's possible. Sometimes it's a little harder, but go that route. Jay, you would love the discussion I have um, when I've consulted a lot of EDU clients. One of the first things in introductory meetings I would have is I would ask, what is admissions saying once somebody becomes the lead? Or what, or even before that, what is admissions putting out there on email campaigns, websites? What, what are they wording or they using? I'd say seven times out of 10, eight times out of 10, they didn't, a lot of times the marketers didn't know what admissions was saying because there was a baton handoff. I was like, it has to match. Like it can be a little different when we were at the brand stage. Like I may not be telling them, hey, we have, um, we we are enrolling right now, join our class next week. I'm probably not going to say that at the brand stage, but there is going to be a certain amount of language that I want to be consistent. And then I change and skew that language through the funnel. And I only said that you're working way too hard. <laughs> so you're, right, you're trying to get all these like buzz phrases and trying to put in, you know, 15 different, you know, selling points in one ad as a, your ad copy is likely with admissions. If you don't like what they're saying, then that's a time just to get together and talk. But I had that happen so many times. It's just, that's going to be the oracle of figuring out what your ad copy should be. Because they actually talk to the people. They get they get real feedback, like instant feedback from the, the prospect, whoever that may be. That prospect's telling them their issues, why interests, why, why that product's interested to them. Like that is gold. Yeah. Um, Go that route, everybody. Go that route. I'm telling you, we'd be better off. I do. I do believe that. So let's get to our meat and potatoes on this, because one of the big reasons I wanted you on here, Jay, is you come from again a similar background that I do. But I think you could speak to this, and it, it's something that I find fascinating as we start to develop this, you know, big omni-channel, lots of channels, paid strategy. Everybody playing in the same game. So I would say. If you took 100 paid social media specialists, 98 of them learned Facebook before they learned other platforms in the paid world, not organic, the paid world, or meta, Facebook, however you want to call it, they then take what they learn on that platform and apply it to other platforms. When I apply to other platforms, we'll come, we'll keep it as a Facebook and LinkedIn conversation. LinkedIn is very different. The terminology is very different. There's no ad sets. The way you build audiences, Facebook take go to broad, broad, broad. LinkedIn take probably a little bit more narrow in certain parts. You know, the way that you retarget is different. Lookalike audiences. That's what Facebook is the first thing they tell you to do. On LinkedIn, I'd be like, be careful with them, depending on where you're using them. So it's a very different world. You know, how do we start, in your opinion, to bridge the education someone learns on Facebook, apply it to LinkedIn, or even other channels to kind of skill up the practitioners? I've had this happen in a few different platforms, uh, with LinkedIn and actually the core as well. I would say, first thing you got to, realizes this is not Facebook. It is completely, you know, I describe, I, I describe uh, Facebook LinkedIn, how I, I tell people. So you, know, you buy a car, there's different levels of like the niceness of the car. You know, Facebook's like that second level. I call like, I'm a Honda guy. So Honda's EX means like, it's, it's okay. When you get an EXL, you get a turn, you get a navigation. Well, like LinkedIn's like the navigation one. You know, it's just nicer and sleeker. It can do more things. So you gotta treat you gotta treat it differently. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest issue I had or I didn't know was bids. Um, very different setup. So on Facebook, nine times out of ten, you let Facebook do its thing. But LinkedIn, you got you got to pay the bids a little bit. Um, it's kind of it's more it's almost an advantage to let Google ads a little bit. Um, I, I tell people, in my opinion, it's a lot of people. Well, LinkedIn doesn't work. It's too expensive. Like, all right, look, look, listen. Okay, here we go. What are you selling on LinkedIn? What are you selling on Facebook? So if you're selling, again, that huge product that takes six, seven months to, you know, to, for the sales process, initial cost of LinkedIn, you know, 10, 15 bucks a pop. Okay, cool. Okay, you get, you get that account and the lifetime site, the lifetime value is four years of like 80K a year. So that initial click, it may be expensive, like right out of the bat, but what you're paying, what you're getting, 
that targeting is so good, it's worth it. But you just gotta understand that a lot of people are like, well, it's just too expensive. Well, no, your mindset's wrong. You're thinking the wrong way. You're thinking of like, not everything's about dollars all the time. Obviously there's budget, but you can't measure a campaign based on how much something a click is. That mm -hmm. is foolish so, so, so much. And a lot of marketers still do that and they'll pass on to the uh, client. Oh, our clicks are too high. Are they? Or you just don't know how to read the ad. So it's very different. It's a, it's a different learning curve. There's not a lot, there's not a lot of training out there. I, I really do there's not a lot of good training. I mean, there's a few, but nothing special. Like a lot of my stuff I've, I've learned from AJ Wilcox, which I'm sure everyone, if you know LinkedIn Ash, you know who that is. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of that I learned from you all LinkedIn. A lot of it I learned from just testing. I, I do a little craziness on, I do some Facebook craziness on uh, LinkedIn sometimes. <laughs> I get looks from my reps like, what you, what you doing, Jay? <laughs> No, you know, and the, the thing is, like, so we'll take it back to when I really learned LinkedIn on the paid side, is I had to have clients in a company trust that I could mess things up for a handful of weeks to months. You know, there's no way around. We'll just put it bluntly. If it's the first time you're using the platform, you're likely going to burn thousands of dollars before you figure it out. And you're not burning it because the, the person that's running it is learning and they'll likely get more efficient down the road. But so many times it's that period when you hire somebody and a lot of times they hire, well, have you done paid ads? Or yes, I've done Facebook. I've done plenty of interviews with people. And this would always come up that what platforms are you confident in? Well, I'm Facebook Blueprint trained. I've run Facebook for five years. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what about LinkedIn? So we kind of did a couple seasonal campaigns here. And I was like, okay, you know, and I would tell higher management, I believe in them but you have to be patient. I was like, they understand the digital world. They'll figure it out. We can teach them. You have to be patient. And I think patience is something we just keep preaching when we talk about this. Uh, other thing you brought up, real funny, you'll, you'll like this one, is uh, we used to pitch uh, LinkedIn to clients. And you know we get into the whole cost talk and all of that, especially with EDU, of course. So what I would always say is, you know, we're picking the platforms we want to run. If you want to run Facebook, it's Walmart. It's wholesale prices. You get lots of quantity. You're going to buy a lot of things. Some of them might be good. Some of them you're going to be like with the leads. like, hey, we went to Walmart, you know, like we knew what we were buying. And then I said, LinkedIn is Target. It's like, it's going to be a little bit higher price quality. You know, you can still get things at a reasonable price. They got good sales. Like there's a wide variety of options there. But Target is never going to be cheaper than Walmart. So if you go in with that mindset and you're trying to get more quality goods, you know, it might last longer for you, you know, talking about cars. If the appliance lasts longer for you over the course of time, it's actually cheaper than going to Walmart five times and rebuying things. That's how we, that's how we used to sum it up. That's perfect. And I want to add to that, you know, you have to have patience with the person coming around LinkedIn ads. And this is huge with a lot of BB higher education. LinkedIn, you got to have patience. It's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. This is people aren't scrolling on LinkedIn like Facebook and TikTok. That's that's not what this is. This is a long term game. You cannot judge uh, LinkedIn by one month. I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, I want to try testing LinkedIn for a month on 2K. I was like, no, I don't, I don't even touch that. You've yeah. never done anything before. One month, you have no, nothing else running around, nothing else, not, no other marketing. And you just want to run LinkedIn for $2,000? Like, I don't need that problem. No, no, thank you. Yeah. I said, you should probably not do that and go back to the drawing board because it's, it's you're going to lose. You're going to lose that every, every single time. So. Yeah. Let's take it now to career discussions um, to, to close us out on this interview. I always like to talk about hot tub time machines. It's a, it's a great topic about what we would do if we had one. So... If you could get in one right now and go back five years into kind of recorrecting your career, this is almost like butterfly effect, which is scary if you ever watch that <laughs> film. If you go back five years and like recorrect something that you've learned now, what would you do in paid media? If I went back five years, what I would I do? Honestly, nothing. My journey is my journey has got me here today. So is there some things I could have done differently? Oh, I mean, of course, but it, it made me who I am. So regrets are overrated. You learn, you move on. Because everything I quote unquote failed, unfelt, I learned something. So 
it's it made me a stronger marketer it made me a better person so now i want to change anything you know i mean a, a pay raise here and there but as far as these platforms and what they do no i, I think I'm, I'm happy where i'm at and i think i'm in a good spot i was going to say that i might just empty in my entire bank account and invest in chat gpt and go in and, oh, and well, well, with my parents. but then some you know you know how the movies work something really bad might happen if i do that correct you know look we all everyone's on our own journey you know, five years ago, it's what it's what got you got us here. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 good. So let's talk about that. Just kind of you know to round this out. You know, current times right now, Chat GPT. It's it's all the, the the hustle. You turn on your LinkedIn feed, you're going to see basically probably three fourths of your feeds going to be talking about AI. Um, obviously, recession, layoffs, lots of changes happening. <laughs> What would you say for a marketer trying to to make it through this right now? Someone that's kind of up and coming and just got out of school and wants to hop in the this crazy social media world. What's the technique right now to make their way through it? I would say don't go get a master's degree in digital marketing. <laughs> don't go do that. I think that's a poor decision. Um, like so there's a lot of things going on, and. So right now I'm in I'm in training right now. I'm I'm, I'm training to be in this this bodybuilding contest. I know it's gonna take me a while. And the reason I bring that up is like commitment and planting your feet. So things come and go. I mean, right now, chat GBT, what was LinkedIn saying a year a year ago? What was it all about? TikTok. Yeah. So things come and go. I I think you can't jump on every shiny new thing. ChatGPT is great. It's it's a look, TikTok, Facebook, all the things, all these are tools. To help you get better they're just tools so invest in yourself what like you know if you, if you have a two-year plan what's going to get you where you want to go in that plan i doubt it's going to be a particular tool it would be more like i would say a strategy for yourself like how am i going to get where i want to go what do i want to do what i need to what things i need to learn to get where i need to go so i would not worry about which particular tool i would focus on yourself invest in yourself if you if you if there's a course out there by somebody you like that teach you what you want to do Go that route, but just don't jump on every shiny thing because that's dangerous. We've all done it. Try to avoid it. Pick a lane and stay to it. Yeah, what I say. Yeah, and and that's you know um, jumping onto LinkedIn. You know that's been something that I've found to be very successful in in my career. Jay, you know I would say that you know I dabbled in every channel and worked in all kinds of different businesses, and then I found a little little pivot. I was like, you know what, man, I'm good at LinkedIn. It was like during the, during the pandemic, I was like, man, I was like, I'm pretty good at this thing. Like, I'm not just a run of the mill, you know, Facebook person. So uh, that's how I felt. Like, I always felt like I was good at Facebook. I don't know if I was like expert level, but I was good. You know, I got good CPLs. I got good art ROAS on different things I did in e-commerce. But, you know, I think finding that and trying a little bit of everything is great advice and seeing where it ends up and then kind of, you know, really going in on your strengths. Yeah, that's same. Sorry, Facebook and LinkedIn and I stopped there. Like I may dabble TikTok, TikTok ads eventually, but I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. No. I don't care what they say. Facebook got more data on anybody in this any in this country, so I'm I'm gonna hang on Facebook for a while until they stop proving their their Facebook. So did did either of you? I was overly excited when it came out. Did either of you try Clubhouse at all when it came out, or was I the only <laughs> got about messing that. around with it? <laughs> I tried. And I was like this. Seems lame, and I, and I and it died so fast. Wow. <laughs> Man, it died so fast. Um, but there's LinkedIn audio events now. It's kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. I did one of those. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm <laughs> we we like the video. We definitely like the video component. <laughs> we, we've we've tested both. Oh yeah. So no, I, I really I really focus. Just find what you want and, try, and go go get it. Don't jump on everything and just commit. It's all about commitment, consistency. Otherwise. Your fault or wayside. So, well, great advice, Jay. Again, Jay Rothell of Noodles, senior paid social specialist. We're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been good just to kind of have this this roundabout paid social media discussion. Like, I I know that some of the experiences that we've had are very similar, but even some some nuances, some things I learned today about your journey, how you're seeing ads. I know that those words for someone that's sitting in the shoes of trying to grow their paid career, 
can be very powerful to, for them to make some adjustments and level up what they're doing. So very, very great. Very, very solid discussion we had today. Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you too. Thank you for having, having me. And I will see you later. See you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. All right, Jess, I, one thing I took from him that was interesting, I had not thought about this before, was all the way at the beginning, talking about Facebook ads manager and seeing what's been running for a long time. He is very right. If there's something that's running for like 12 months, it usually is for a reason, because if your ads aren't good, they get pulled really quick by someone in management. So that was a real good takeaway for me. Yes, a, a, a great way, again, to find that creative inspiration. And in, in in learning from both of you, just some more of the nuances between the differences of Meta and the differences between LinkedIn, that really stood out. Definitely. And, you know, and it's something that, you know, we've, we've kind of bounced it around a little bit, but I have to remind myself every time I do these chats, and if it's with people that are operating within the platform itself, I, I feel like still we get new stuff, new ad products, new tools, new audience segments, but sometimes you have to remember the basics. We have to make sure that we're lending that that extra hand to be able to speak to our partners and talk about how they can do the basics really, really well. Reminders on how to be efficient. Talk about, you know, th this ad might work on another channel. It may work here. You should run it. Like things like that. There isn't a lot out there that tells them this type of knowledge. And the personalization we give at LinkedIn is something that I think does set us apart. So just always a good, I think a good reminder as he talked it through that there's still a big crash course aspect to this. And, you know, we try to assist that crash course the best we can. Definitely. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm learning more about that too, specifically when thinking about our social media managers and, and marketers in this community, that it really does take a great deal of flexibility and uh, adaptability and just being willing to to test. Yes. And, you know, something he talked about, too, that you you talked about quite a bit. This was several episodes back now, but I think it's good to bring up for, you know, newer listeners is he talked about the bidding that takes place on LinkedIn. So, Bidding is not a native language to social media users. It's a it's a native language to somebody that runs search. You know, everything revolves around bidding, bid types, and, and whatnot. So LinkedIn, of course, in the old days, very much manual bid. You got to watch it all the time. The new days, we're trying to shift to this more automated bidding strategy. And I know that you've you've worked on that in the past and by customer feedback. And I think it's good again to where we're trying to head with this, because that is something that's not easy to learn right away. If you're trying to do strategic manual bidding, that takes, I'm not going to say that's, you know, we talked about crash coursing for a couple of weeks. I think learning how to do bids is a lesson you need years of practice to understand bidding strategically. Yes, definitely. And just like Jay was saying, where you let Meta do the work. That mm -hmm. that's where we're trying to get to. Yes. And that's what we heard loud and clear from our customers using LinkedIn. And 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 that really is where max bidding and that tactic is coming from. It's coming yes. from the customer. Just like yes. Jay said, we went directly to the customer on this one. Yeah. And that's something that I think will be pivotal. We talk about efficiency, you know, efficiency is big too. You know, we didn't get into this much, but an agency, if you're running multiple platforms, every campaign, every ad, everything you do, if you start multiplying platforms is billed to the client generally, most will bill in some sort of hourly fashion. Now, how they do that can be very different from agency to agency. So if you start running another platform, if that platform takes two or three times longer to operate, it's a natural 
it's a natural inclination to go back to the fast platform. It's a natural inclination to want to go back to Walmart because Walmart is fast. So it's something you battle in your head when you're running multiple platforms because there's a lot of le levels in play. So I think if it's someone that's, you know, within the platforms right now and they're doing that type of strategy that, you know, utilizing the auto bidding and kind of experimenting it now, with it now and that it's starting to get a little bit better. I think that will help that conversation. So you don't have to, you know, be bogged down all the time, changing it from $8.10 to $8.20 every day, trying to, to master the bid. Yes. And going back to bodybuilding, I, I feel like Jay could talk about a lot of things, talk about yeah. Uh, uh, living in Hawaii, talk about bodybuilding, talk mm -hmm. about renting cars, yes. the most efficient way to rent cars, etc. And it, it really does come down to like getting your reps in. And we've heard this time and time again from our guests, it just, you mm -hmm. know, maintaining that focus, the consistency and, and yeah. keep doing those reps. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I think that if I, maybe maybe if I had a hot tub time machine and I could go back to some of my discussions with managers, like we just we almost just got to be frank that during a testing phase and rep phase, you're going to have to spend thousands of dollars to hone it in. And that's just it just is what it is. But it's not that different from any other medium we run. So let's just say you're a traditional media buyer, you're you're buying um, radio positions or TV positions on certain programs. Not all of them are going to work. There's going to be one that's going to work way better than the other. You might put it on the 530 news, but that's not your audience. And maybe putting it on Jimmy Kimmel is more of your audience at late night. You're not going to learn until you do it. TV, unfortunately, has a minimum you have to spend usually when you go to a media buyer. So you're not going to be able to just pull the plug in a week. They're smart about that. They know that they can hold someone in. Even if it doesn't work, they paid that fee already. You know, when we look at social media, something that's very different is you can look at it for a week and then pull the plug on the whole thing. Just like it's not going to work and it needs more time. There needs to be learnings. It needs to just be almost a test budget. So if I were somebody and it was Andy Pondilla, director of paid marketing at X company, I would actually take my budget and I would take a percentage of it and call it test budget. And it's like, I don't care what you do with this. <laughs> you know, I don't care if we just burn it and it's just for a loss, but I would want my staff to tell me what they learned afterwards and what the strategy is going forward and give it like 90 days just to figure out how we can, you know, build more of a holistic strategy off of that. Mm -hmm. Going back to gaining that customer understanding, the customer empathy, loved Jay's advice about conducting your empathy interviews, mm -hmm. going direct to the customer. And I, I think he also unlocked too, the idea around sales and marketing alignment in EDU or in yep. the education industry. Yes, it's very similar. It's a, it's, um, Sales marketing, admissions marketing, depending on what type of EDU client is, but it's really the same thing. It's, you know, the, the messaging has to align somewhere. So always asking that question. So many consistencies we hear, Jess. Like, it doesn't matter what vertical it is. We hear a lot of consistencies about things we could be doing in marketing to have that better full funnel, everybody working together type strategy. But... With that, we're about close to closing out. So Jess, you're going to have a newsletter coming soon. I admittedly, shame on me, Jess, I have not been on it with Tom lately. So I am this week going to write Tom a very long message. You know, if you're if you're wondering who Tom is, it's Tom from MySpace about how he needs to come on to the show um, because he, he would just, he could he, he could tell us how it should be done, you know, without having any data. He's the master in that. So I need to get back on it. You're going to have the newsletter come out. Did you have any any previews you want to give it, or is this going to be a surprise for us when this thing hits? It's going to be a surprise, but I, I have been looking into it more. Andy, you've inspired me to learn more about Tom, of course. And I don't know if you knew this, in 2020 there was a Twitter message 
the two tongue that went viral basically mm. asking him to come back because yeah. you know it was like remember the day when myspace did x y and z and it got so much traction tom responded and he responded with just three emojis so short and sweet so yeah. i i recommend looking up the viral message and mm. looking up tom's response but we are we are not the only ones that are <laughs> trying to come back. He need he all right. We we gotta keep pressing. Like we gotta <laughs> let him know there's more of us out there. I've been bad about this. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just intimidated by Tom um, because he's like our social media Batman. But we need to get the messaging out there. So I'm gonna I'm I'm making sure this week does not end without a message to Tom, and we'll put it out there. Kind of the direction we're gonna take it. And, you know, I'm curious to see, to see where it goes. You know, I, I have the, the only person that I think has been successful getting him to, like, say anything that would be as much of a hint is when Elon Musk uh, mentioned getting a full time CEO for Twitter and Tom sent a tweet in um, about it. I was like, it's probably not serious, but what if he was? And I just I have to ask that question. That, that's really important. You never know. Unfortunately, yeah. we're not in the mind of Tom. So yeah. you never know what direction. He's somewhere somewhere around the world right now with taking amazing photography. He's very good at photography. He's somewhere around the world with an umbrella drink at a on an inflatable in a pool somewhere. And we want him to to come back to social media. You know, like it's me like, nah, Andy, I, I've got it good right now. But we need it. We need to make sure it's known. Absolutely. But with that, uh, that gets us to our time here. Thanks to Jay again for an amazing discussion. Um, if you only caught part of part of it on LinkedIn, remember we'll be on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google. That'll be uploaded this evening, and then next week we will be starting our employer brand series so we'll have more information on what that's going to look like next but once again just thank you and looking forward to doing this again for another week sounds fantastic thanks andy see everyone next time bye this podcast is heard along the marketing podcast network for more great marketing podcasts visit marketingpodcasts.net